Philly, you are so wonderful and interesting. You deserve a local news podcast all your own. Check out the John Cast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. It's just a good conversation with somebody that you didn't know you were interested in. I'm Matt Leon, and this is One on One. Hope you can tell just my love for the sport, and I thought. Wow, I can maybe help someone have the best four years of their life through sport. Getting to be on the ice every day, just getting to interact with, you know, I see see my young self and in, in all the athletes that I coach, right? Kids that just absolutely love the sport and, you know, want to get better and just want to compete at the highest level. And our guest this week, Gina McLaughlin. She is the head women's ice hockey coach at Division Three Newman University. And Gina, thanks so much for the time. Yeah, thanks, Matt. So let's start off uh, word recently that you're going to be inducted into the Delco Athletes Hall of Fame. Uh, as we're talking, it'll be a few weeks from now to late April. Uh, what does that mean to you? No, that's a, um, first, it was a huge surprise. Um, just kind of got a call out of the blue one day that, you know, I was being inducted. So, um, you know, once that sort of uh, settled and I was kind of able to let the shop wear off a little bit, I was, you know, just super excited and um, obviously honored. Um, humbled to, to be in such a prestigious group. So let's talk a little bit about what is day-to-day life for a women's ice hockey coach at the Division Three level. Yeah, so we have a couple different phases. Um, uh, right now we're in kind of off-season mode as our season ended kind of end of February. So right now it's just a ton of recruiting, um, you know, locking up some last-minute um, incoming freshmen for the fall and then turning the page to look at um, some rising seniors and, and players for that 2023 season. So um, just lots of being on the road, lots of communication with recruits, um, obviously making sure that my current students here are finishing strong in the classroom um, and, you know, making sure we're ready to go come fall 2022. And I feel like we're kind of seeing women's ice hockey explode in popularity and exposure. Uh, and that's from someone kind of on the outside from someone who lives it every day, the sport's been so meant so much to you. Do you feel like the, the sport is starting to really break through? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even at the division three level, um, you know, teams are popping up left and right, um, you know, all over the country, which is so nice to see um, youth hockey, you know, especially in our area is just booming. Um, there's, you know, I remember when I played, there was, you know, a 19 and under team. And if you were 19 and under, that's who you played for. And now there's a 19, a 16, a 14, you know, a 10 and, uh, you know, my youngest daughter just got asked to play on an eight and under team. Like it's, it's crazy. There's multiple teams at multiple levels. So it's, it's definitely booming, but it's awesome to see. So when did you get introduced to hockey? What was uh, your first, was it watching it on TV? Was it playing it? How did you uh, get started in the sport? Yeah, I think I have a, a, probably a pretty familiar story for a lot of, a lot of women that, that are kind of my age and join the sport. Um, so my brother, I have an older brother who played um, so, you know, I was kind of drug around the rink watching him play, um, you know, on weekends. So just kind of fell in love with it. And one day just kind of asked, Hey, you know, would I be able to do that? So, um, it wasn't until I was about 11 or 12 that I kind of first put on, you know, I, I probably skated a couple of times before then, but first put on the equipment and, um, you know, just fell in love and hasn't, haven't stopped since. What was it that you fell in love with? Um, I think just the kind of the fast pacedness of the game, um, you know, just the, the intricate skills of it, you know, obviously being on the ice and skates is a little different than anything, you know, any, any other sport. So that was just kind of intriguing and something that you were just like, you know what, I want, I want to be able to skate on this little blade and I want to be able to stand up and, you know, I'm just going to keep working until I can. What was it 
you talk about all the opportunities now, and obviously you said, you know, kind of a different story. You know, we're talking 90s uh, for, for women's hockey. Were you, I know at Interborough, you were the only uh, young woman, but for the most part, were you the only girl growing up on teams? Um, for boys teams. Yeah. I was mostly the only girl. Um, I'd say my first kind of experience with, um, girls hockey came with the little flyers program out at Iceworks. Um, probably when I was, yeah, about 14, 15 years old. And, um, there were, there were girls that play, there was, you know, two teams worth of girls that play. So probably, you know, 30, 35 girls, um, in that program at the time, again, just kind of one age group, everyone, um, went out and played, but that was the first time I was like, wow, I'm, I mean, I'm not the only girl there are, you know, other women that played and, you know, a lot of the the girls that were older than me, I got to watch them kind of go off to college or, you know, be recruited and things like that. And that's when I kind of was like, oh, wow, you can actually play this at the next level. Um, you know, so they kind of introduced me to that, but yeah, so it was, not until I was, you know, again, 14 or 15 that I realized that, hey, there are other girls that actually play this sport. To the point of seeing them go to the next level. For you, when did you start to realize, you obviously love the sport, but when do you start to realize that you're good at it? Like, as you're growing up, do you start to, is it, or do you start to become cognizant of your own talent? I mean, I think for me, um, you know, I didn't necessarily realize it, um, you know, but I had a lot of people telling me coaches you know, obviously my family, um, you know, when you, when you go out and play games and, you know, you're the one, you know, scoring goals and your team starts to win, then you kind of start to realize a little bit like, oh, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I'm pretty good. Um, for me, honestly, you know, I didn't think college hockey or even division one hockey was something that I would ever excel at. It was just, again, something that I sort of did for fun. And it was probably around my junior, senior year where, you know, I started getting those recruiting calls and, and coaches, you know, explaining to me about their programs. And, and I started learning more about, you know, the different levels, Division Three, Division One, um, and then just figured, you know, I got a couple Division One calls and, you know, interest and thought, well, if they think I can do it, then maybe I actually can. Um, so and then sort of Boston University came on. Um, came on the schedule and I just, you know, fell in love with the, with the city of Boston. And, you know, obviously coach DeRocher up there was, was unbelievable and, you know, had a, an amazing four years up there. Prior to that, I referenced Interborough high school. It was a club team that you played for there. Am I correct? Um, so, so Interborough was my, like my high school boys team. Um, and then I also played for the little flyers club girls team. Okay. But at, at Interborough, you were the lone girl. So what was that? dynamic like if I read correctly you mentioned your brother uh your freshman year was his senior year so he was there as well yeah so I started out you know obviously he was on on the varsity squad I started out as a freshman um the first couple games on the on the JV team um and just had a lot of success there in the first couple games and you know the varsity coaching staff said you know what she's kind of doing pretty well down there why not why not bring her up and I remember, you know, my parents asked me, hey, is this something that you want to do? And, you know, I said, why not? And obviously had my brother there as sort of my protector, um, made it a little bit easier, but it was just an incredible experience. I mean, I had, you know, being being at my high school team, you know, I've been growing up with these kids in neighborhoods. We've been playing, you know, other sports. We've been in classes together. So um, it was just nice to finally kind of play the sport I love with, you know, the community that, you know, I've been growing up in and you know, having one year to do it with my brother was, was super special. How much did you think of yourself as the only girl, or was that really not something because you mentioned your brother, but the kids you grew up with, does that 
is that kind of something people from the outside point out more than you experience, you know, at practice and hanging out with the team? Yeah, I, you know, at Interbar, I never experienced any kind of outsider mentality. It was just kind of, hey, this is our team. You know, I'm Gina, you're, you know, Rich, and this is, you know, we're just teammates. And there was no real, um, you know, I'm a female, you're a male. It was just, hey, let's go win a couple hockey games. You know, like you mentioned, though, you know, outsiders and teams we played and, you know, opposing rinks that we went in, you could you could kind of feel that, um, you know, they saw the ponytail and there's, you know, comments or, um, you know, just pointing or, you know, maybe a little bit extra trash talking. But in my experience, kind of with my own teams, it was never an issue. How did you handle the opposition fans, the other teams? Did it fuel you? Was it tough at first and you developed a strong skin? And I would imagine having the support of your team really helped, you know, as you were going through it. Yeah, no, the support of my team was it was incredible and, and probably helped me through most of it. Um, for me, I'll be honest, I, I never really let it affect me. Um you know, I kind of took it as, you know, sort of a badge of honor. Like they're only targeting me because maybe I can play this sport pretty well. Um, I think my teammates probably had a harder time with it than I did just because, you know, no one likes to see their friend get hit or, you know, their friend get yelled at or called names. So, you know, I can think of plenty of occasions where, you know, some of my teammates, obviously my brother, you know, took some penalties in, in retaliation for something that had happened to me. But um, you know, I kind of looked at it as, hey, I'm only being targeted because I'm good. And, um, you know, if I wasn't, they probably wouldn't be talking to me. To that point, as your career at Interboro goes on, does it melt away because it, it's less about you being a girl and more about, man, this player is really good and she's kicking our butt. Uh, I'm going to you're getting booed for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it definitely melted away a little bit. I think in the earlier couple years, it was, wow, there's a girl. We've never seen that before. Um, and then I wouldn't say it became a norm to see a girl on a team, but, you know, there were a couple other girls sprinkled throughout, you know, some teams and um, it just kind of be like, oh yeah, it's in a bar. They have a girl on the team. No big deal. Um, rather than the kind of that wow factor in the beginning, like, oh my God, I've never played against a girl. You know, I think for some of my opponents, it was like, how do I do it? You know, some of them were in the in the camp of like, you know, I'm not going to let her beat me. I'm not you know, going to let her make me look dumb. Um, whereas others were like, am I allowed to hit her? Am I allowed to take the puck from her? Um, so I think some of those things kind of melded away as, you know, maybe I scored a couple of goals or we won some games or, you know, they realized that, you know, I was just as equal to them. You were a captain senior year. What did what did that mean to you? How much did you relish that? Uh, not even just from being you know, a girl and a boys team, but just the leadership and, and being at the, the kind of the top of the pyramid with the group. Yeah, no, it was definitely an honor. Um, you know, obviously being voted on by my teammates was part of partly, you know, you know, the best part of it all, just because, you know, they saw me in that role. They saw me as a leader. Um, and, you know, again, they could kind of remove the gender out of it and say, Hey, you know what, here's someone that does, you know, the right things on and off the ice in the classroom, um, you know, she can lead us regardless of, you know, gender, regardless of how good she is or, um, you know, that she has to get dressed in a separate locker room. Like when it comes down to, you know, puck drop or practice time, you know, she's going to show up for us. So that was super special. So you mentioned the uh, you start getting calls from colleges and stuff like that. Did you enjoy the recruiting process? Did it become overwhelming? Did it become a point where you just wanted to make a decision? How did it kind of did, you know, what was it like? Yeah, no, it was definitely, definitely a confusing time. Um, you know, I, even as, 
being someone on the other end of it right now, I tell kids all the time, like, there's no playbook, there's no right or wrong way to do it. So, you know, that's both exciting and a little bit easy and also scary at the same time. Um, you know, I think for me, one of the um, the biggest questions was kind of, you know, division three or division one, you know, I had some, some very high end, um, you know, division three coaches calling and, you know, obviously had some division one scholarship offers. Um, and also you have to throw in the academics there. Um, for me, not being too far away from home was also a, a pretty good thing. Um, that was important to me. So you kind of have to lay it all out and, you know, weigh your pros and cons for all of them and, you know, make sure that all of my boxes were checked. Um, and then it came down to visits and visiting places. You know, I visited, um, you know, I remember going up to Middlebury to visit, you know, Middlebury was unbelievable campus. Um, I remember being out at Robert Morris, um, Providence College. There was just, you know, so many different opportunities to see different places. And um, ultimately, I had to find a place that sort of felt like home because it was somewhere I was going to be for the next four years. And um, again, stepping foot on, on campus at BU, it just it felt like the place that I wanted to be. Um, you know, Coach DeRocher and the rest of the coaching staff were, were so welcoming. And, um, you know, ultimately, that was just that was the final pick. How's the transition to college? You know, you are far away. I mean, you said relatively close, but Boston, you're talking, you know, I don't know, five, six hours from from where you grew up. Uh, how's the transition from a life standpoint and from a hockey standpoint? Is it a, an adjustment speed of the game and stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it was, you know, it's definitely, definitely a little bit of an eye opener at first. I think one of the, um, the best parts for me is, so I was part of the first recruiting class at Boston University. So um, there was 25 freshmen, you know, maybe a couple of transfers sprinkled in there. So we were really just all in it together. So there was never any, you know, you're walking into, you know, a program that is established that has rules and traditions that you have to kind of learn and follow. Um, we had no idea what we were doing and we just showed up and we all just love the sport of hockey. So, you know, we kind of became best friends just based on that and sort of figured it out together. Um, again, with 25 as a, of us, as opposed to, you know, four or five, six freshmen that a typical, um, you know, program would bring in every year. How much did you need to adjust your game for college or were you the same player basically that you were at Interborough? No, I think there was, there was definitely adjustment. Um, you know, obviously in my youth hockey kind of career, you know, I was kind of known for scoring goals. You know, that's what I did. That was my, you know, um, that's what I was kind of known for. Um, when I got to the next level, um, there was obviously more of a focus on, you know, defensive side of things and, you know, playing good defense so that we can produce offensively, um, you know, back checking, um, you know, penalty kill. You know, when I think even even now, when you're sort of one of the best players on your team, you have some some freedoms to do, you know, some different things or take some extra risks. Um, you know, and in the college game, it's it's much more calculated. There's there's much more systems. There's much more. Okay, if she goes there, then I have to go there. Then you know, sort of that youth hockey kind of free for all mentality. So there was definitely a learning curve. Um, and again, you know, my coaches worked with me and you know gave me the tools I needed to kind of develop you know the side of my game, the defensive side of my game that you know might have been a little bit lacking. What was it like being just in the overall hockey culture of the Boston area? Because BU, Boston College, the Bruins—I mean, it's it is a big hockey area up there in New England as a whole, um, you know, what was just being immersed and being a part of that community like? 
Yeah, no, it was incredible. You know, obviously the men's program up there had been, you know, very, you know, had a, had a very rich history and, you know, had won some national championships. So, you know, I think at first, you know, just a little nerve wracking, all right, you know, we're the new hockey program in town. We want to make sure that, you know, we, we leave everyone with a, you know, with a positive vibe of the BU women's ice hockey team. And, um, but just, Hockey is such a welcoming sport. I mean, you know, you're in classes, professors know, you know, that you're on the hockey team. And, you know, there was a couple of times, you know, we had to, you know, work a couple of Bruins games. So you're, you're down at the garden or, you know, watching our, our men's team, you know, win the bean pot and things like that. It was just, it's just, there's hockey everywhere. And it's just, you know, hockey's the sport that I knew and I love. So it just made it that much more of a welcoming city. How much, and you talk about being the first recruiting class and you guys are kind of setting the setting the the pace for women's hockey at BU but to have you mentioned the success the men's program it had you kind of get a look at how it can be done at this institution and the success that is possible I would imagine that was kind of a good north star to have yeah absolutely that you know they were you know they had traditions and they had you know sort of the way of the way a BU hockey player should be you know at the same time, you know, a little bit differently, we were in different ranks. So there wasn't a ton of interaction, at least at first, um, you know, before we started to meet one another. But um, so we were kind of paving the way ourselves and really just hoping that, you know, we didn't screw it up. And, you know, we had obviously lots of guidance from our coaches and our coaching staff. Um, but um, it was a nice, you know, nice to be able to look down the street and say, all right, you know, they're doing it this way. You know, they're they're in the gym. They're, they're making sure they go to class. Um, you know, they're doing a lot of the right things. So, Hey, we'll just follow their lead. Do you remember your first goal in college? I do remember my first goal. Who was it against and break it down for me. Um, so it was against Northeastern. Um, it was our first regular season game. I remember it being on a Tuesday night for some reason. And, um, you know, my whole family had come up for the game. It was at Northeastern. Um, and we're actually on the penalty kill. Um, and I just, I remember getting the puck in the defensive zone and, just thinking, hey, I might as well skate this thing. That's that's what I used to do. So, you know, I skated down and um, I wouldn't say it was kind of a total breakaway, but kind of had to beat one or two kids and, um, you know, ended up putting the puck in the back of the net. And the part I remember distinctly is, you know, getting cross-checked right in the back as, you know, I threw my hands in the air. So that was a pretty cool kind of like Bobby Orr-esque sort of there at the end. When did you feel from it, you know, I don't know, X and O, but from a, purely on the ice at playing at the college level and you score in your first game. So I'm guessing I know the answer to this, but did you feel comfortable right away? Like, you know, Oh, I can do this and I can thrive here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, we, we have a ton of practices kind of leading up to those games and um, you know, you sort of, you see yourself in the lineup. That's kind of the first step making, making it, you know, to be able to put the Jersey on for game day. So that was kind of step one and I made it. And then, you know, you're starting in that first game or you're kind of on the first or second line and um, you're noticing, hey, you're on the power play, you're going out for penalty kills, like, all right, let me just continue to do this right and, um, you know, continue to follow the steps, again, that our coaches are telling us to do. And um, obviously scoring that first goal is, it was super special. Again, yeah, you're right. It kind of did lift that weight, like, okay, you know, this will translate here. You know, this will um, you know, it might, might not happen every game. It, you know, it was kind of fortunate that it happened in the first game, but, um, you know, that, Hey, I can do this. Let's, let's just go play some hockey. How would you scout yourself as a player? Like if you had to write up what you were like as a player and you mentioned you were a player that, that scored, but you know, what were, what were your strengths on the ice? You know, what made you special? 
Um, yeah. So if I was watching my own game right now, my notes would probably say terrible skater, uh, not super fast, uh, good puck skills and a strong hockey IQ, meaning kind of, I can, I can read the play when the puck's on my stick. I kind of know what to do with it, but not sure if she'll get there because um, she's not the greatest skater and probably needs to work on her speed a little bit. How did your game grow through your career? One of the biggest ways it grows grew was um, strength conditioning wise um, off the ice, you know, having a full-time strength and conditioning coach working out every day. Um, you know, they're, you know, they're monitoring what you're eating, what you're fueling your body with, you know, obviously tailored workout programs to you. I mean, that just takes your fitness to a whole new level, which just allows you to kind of compete at, at the best level possible. And then I think at the college level, there's, you know, there's a lot more focus on skill development and, you know, making sure that individual skills, whether it's puck skills or, you know, power skating skills or, um, you know, angling different things that, that you take care of the skill first before you add it into kind of the, the body of work, whatever it may be systems, um, power play sets. A lot of times I think at the youth hockey level, um, you know, they don't, they spend, they spend a lot more time playing games than they do practicing. Um, and, and in those practices, right. You know, some kid might have basketball practice. She might not be able to go. Um, she's got to stay home because she's got too much homework where it's more just focused on team stuff because we're not, they're not together as teams a lot. Um, so some of that extra ice time that we're able to get at the college level can really help us focus on the individual player and helping their skill set grow. Mentioned the goal in the first game. You were a three-year captain at BU. So that means you're a captain as a sophomore and you know does that how does that hit not so much that the sophomore but you mentioned this group comes in together and in the second year you're kind of given this honor that has to hit pretty hard yeah no again it's super special you know especially you're you know you're voted on you know amongst your peers to be you know someone that who can lead um which is just it's just an awesome feeling knowing that you have the support and kind of getting a little bit of validation that like Hey, I must be doing something right. Right. I'm going to class, you know, I'm in the gym, you know, I'm not going to say it's, it's difficult to become a leader, but you just have to do the right things. Um, you know, a lot of the times are, you know, the right things. I like they say when no one's watching or, you know, really when you don't want them, um, you know, I think it definitely came with, um, you know, a big load of, you know, things to do. And, you know, as that group, we kind of grew, right. We continued to add, you know, more pieces, right. Our coaching staff brought in recruiting classes after recruiting classes and, you know, that was sort of, you know, one of our biggest learning curves was kind of introducing them and, and embracing those new players into this group that we had kind of already built um, and, you know, making sure that, you know, we were welcoming and, um, you know, not looking at that as kind of a negative, like, hey, you're screwing up something that we had that looking at it as a as a positive, but being able to kind of help my teammates through that. And, you know, obviously being that liaison between the coaching staff and, and our group was was something special. So between being a captain, you ended up, I think, with 50 goals in your career, over 100 points. If I ask you, you know, what are your favorite memories from your college hockey days? What kind of bubbles to the top immediately? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's there's obviously so many, um, you know, some being, you know, the the big games we had against Boston College, you know, obviously our, our biggest rival. I remember our first year, our first time playing them, we went down 3 nothing and um, you know, we had no business even being on the same ice as them at the time. And, um, you know, we chipped away, we came back and we tied them. So that was kind of the one big memory that stood out. Really any game against BC sort of stood out. 
uh, playing in the bean pot, um, you know, being in Boston, you can't, you can't really, uh, you know, forget a memory like that. It's super special. You know, I scored a couple goals in the bean pot, played in two bean pot championships, uh, never won one, but they're, they're pretty special. And then I think our senior year, um, you know, we had 10, 10 or 12 seniors and, um, you know, we kind of finished our, our best year yet and just kind of, you know, just barely made it, um, you know, or just barely missed, you know, a conference championship, but, um, just, you know, finishing out my, my career with, you know, some, some girls that I'd been there with for, um, four years that had been pretty special. And we need to take a break on one-on-one. We will have more with Newman University head women's ice hockey coach, Gina McLaughlin, right after this. And we are back. Our guest this week, Gina McLaughlin. She is the head women's ice hockey coach at Division Three Newman University. When does coaching enter the the discussion for you? I would, given your leadership resume, it it probably always was something that made sense. But when was it something that you made the conscious decision to pursue? Yeah, I mean, kind of strangely, I obviously I had plenty of college coaches in my career and I just, you know, I just never looked at it as, you know, something that I could do. I just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, hey, I'm graduating from college. I'm moving back home. You know, there at the time, not a ton of, of programs in and around Pennsylvania. Um, but so I graduated and I, I moved home and um, I remember uh, I got a phone call one day from Matt Kennedy, who used to be the head coach here at Newman University. Um, I hadn't really known Matt that well, but he um, we had worked at camp together one year. I was a counselor. He was a coach and, um, you know, just got talking one day. So he picked up the phone and called. And um, I guess he had known that I was graduating and, uh, you know, moving back home to kind of figure out what I actually wanted to do. And he said, hey, do you want to come be my volunteer? And I said, what does that mean? Um, you know, he's like, just come out to practices, games, kind of be involved with the program, you know, really make your own schedule. Just come here and, and work with the girls. And I just thought, hey, what an awesome way to kind of stay involved. Right. I didn't kind of didn't want to give the sport up just yet and, and get a real job. So I was like, hey, yeah, this is cool as I kind of, you know, work some odds and end jobs. And um, so I did that for a year. And then that second year, um, his his regular assistant had left and. He was like, all right, do you, you want to get a little bit of money? I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. So I was his assistant again for another year. And I thought, hey, you know what? This could this could be cool. Um, and then Penn State was starting their program. Um, and sort of through a friend of a friend, I kind of fell into, hey, they're looking for, you know, assistant coach, maybe a, a young female kind of looking to, to get into the sport and, you know, just really kind of hit the ground running recruiting. And um, I was fortunate enough to, to be hired there and kind of felt like, all right, well, you can, you know, this could be a, this could be a job. And I just kind of went from there. What did you love about the coaching aspect right out of the gate? I mean, obviously just love being involved in the sport still. Um, you know, I, you know, through this whole, you know, conversation here, I hope you can tell just my love for the sport. I've had so many great coaches um, so many great teammates. My experience in college was absolutely incredible. You know, some of the best four years of my life. And I thought, wow, I could, I can maybe help someone have the best four years of their life through sport. Um, you know, we hear horror stories all the time of, of coaches and yelling and screaming and throwing stuff. And, um, that wasn't my experience at all. And I wanted to make sure that if I could, if I could play a role in helping someone, you know, again, finish out their career and have, you know, just an, awesome time playing that, Hey, why wouldn't, why wouldn't I give it a try? So just 
getting to be on the ice every day, just getting to interact with, you know, I see, see my young self and in, in all the athletes that I coach, right. Kids that just absolutely love the sport and, you know, want to get better and just want to compete at the highest level. How long did it take you to get comfortable with the control you lose as a coach? And what I mean by that is you're the player, you're on the ice, you're making the move, you're making the decision in the moment to, to do X, Y, or Z or to execute how you execute the game plan you've been given. As a coach, you can drill it. You can talk to them before they go on the ice. You can scream it from the sideline, but they have to do it. Uh, how long did it take you to get used to, you know, your powers only go so far, they have to do it? Yeah. I'm not sure I'll ever get used to that. Um, I, you know, I still find myself sometimes, even at practice, being like, here, let me just show you what I mean. Um, you know, at the same time, that's the reality of being behind the bench and not on the ice. So I think just, you know, utilizing the tools we have, such as film or drills or, you know, assistant coaches or just just that perspective that we have as former players, just, you know, helping them see it. And, you know, for some, it, it's it's an easy click. For some others, it takes a little bit longer. But just I think just staying patient and, and realizing that everyone kind of learns at their own pace or understands at their own pace. And um, again, just utilizing the tools that, you know, we have or the perspective that I have to help make them, you know, see that maybe what I'm saying is a little bit true. You mentioned Penn State. I covered Penn State hockey many moons ago when it was club ACHA uh, in the 90s. And even then, it was a pretty insane hockey fan base and uh, an energy for hockey there. What was it like getting dropped in there as a coach? And, you know, you're coming in, what was it, 2011 that you, you come in there? So they're built, they've built a beautiful arena or they're in the midst of building an arena uh, they've gone division one, like a lot of things are happening. What was it like to, to get dropped into that? Yeah, no, it was so crazy, but it was just such an awesome experience. Um, you know, building a program or helping build a program at BU being, being a part of that first recruiting class, um, and then kind of being dropped in at Penn state and being able to do it as a coach. Um, just again, I think I had a little bit more perspective of maybe what the girls were going through, but, um, like you said, being a part of, you know, building Pagula Ice Arena and, you know, watching it start from, you know, an empty lot into, you know, the fantastic facility it is today. Um, you know, recruiting some of the first the first girls and women to ever play um, at that school was was incredible. Um, it was just it was a whirlwind of a, of a four years for me. It, I gained an incredible amount of knowledge. I worked for some incredible people. I learned so much, um, you know, created some, some lasting memories and friendships. Um, and I truly believe, you know, my time there kind of helped shape and mold me for, you know, the, the, the position I'm at today and the coach I am today. To that point, when do you start thinking you might like to take over your, your own program? I think everyone that coaches on any level, you know, imagines dreams about what it would be like to, to be at the, the head of a program. But when do you start to think, you know what, I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I could do this, you know, or was it the opportunity at Newman opens up and you and the opening leads to you thinking about maybe it's my turn? Yeah, no, I think every assistant coach naturally thinks like, OK, what, what's next? Am I going to be an assistant coach forever? You know, do I want to be a head coach? Kind of where, you know, where do I want to fall? So I don't think it was something I was actively looking for. I was you know, again, loving, you know, my time at Penn State and, you know, how much I was learning. And, you know, we were just starting to get developed as a as a program. 
Um, it just so happened that, you know, the Newman job had opened. Um, I had run into a, a former player at Newman and she said, Hey, you know, the, the job is opening, you know, that'd be, that'd be awesome if you could, you know, go for it. And, you know, I just thought again, kind of like you mentioned that the opportunity to run my own program, you know, in essentially sort of my hometown at the rink that I grew up in. Um, it doesn't happen for a lot of people. It's just a, it's a special opportunity and, you know, not knowing when it might pop up again, it was just a, a again, an opportunity that I had to act on and, you know, was fortunate for the, for the people here to, to check out my resume and say, Hey, yeah, let's, let's give, you know, a young, I think I was maybe 20, 24, 25 at the time. Let's, let's give her a chance. And, you know, now here I am. More or less pressure, your first head coaching job, basically being in your your backyard. I would imagine on some ways there's an incredible comfort, but then there's in other ways that you know what this is all about and you know you got your reputation already developed and uh, I want to do things right and want to have success. Did you do you feel like there was an extra level of pressure because of where it was? Yeah, like I said, I think you just said it. It was kind of like a little bit less in some sense whereas, you know, I'd been at the rink, I'd been at Iceworks a thousand times, you know, I had known kind of the ins and outs of that place. So logistically, not a whole lot to learn, you know, a little bit here and there, but um, yeah, the pressure of like Gina's back and, you know, she's, she's a head coach and, you know, she's taken over this team and um, really just the, you know, there's a, there's obviously a huge difference from the division one level to the division three level. And um, you know, the di one difference being, you know, all the support staff you have at the division one level where you're, you know, as an assistant coach, that's, that's what you are. You're the assistant coach and you work with, you know, your, your designated people and do your designated things, but it really all revolves around hockey. Whereas, you know, here at Newman, you know, and, and taking on your own program, you wear many hats, right? You're the equipment manager, you're the academics support person, you're the head coach, you know, sometimes you're the assistant coach, you know, you're fixing things between periods, you're running a skate down. So um, just the pressure of kind of putting all that together while also trying to put, you know, a pretty good product out on the ice. Um, yeah, I do think there was a little bit more pressure. To that point, what was the biggest surprise? Because you've been an assistant, you know how the sausage is made in coaching, you know how the sausage is made in college hockey, but once you're in charge and you just kind of went through a litany of things that all of a sudden you have to deal with, but was there something that never entered your thought process that you were going to be responsible for that – once you're in charge of the program, suddenly you are responsible for? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, probably, I could probably think of a ton of things. I remember one kind of silly one is just my first game as head coach at Newman, right? I'm, you know, making sure everything's set, jerseys are ready, you know, the girls are all ready to go. And, you know, I think we looked over at the at the clock and, you know, the, the time's ticking down, we're ready to head out for warm-ups and um, there was no practice pucks out. And, you know, I was looking at my assistant coach and I'm looking to the game day manager and I'm like, where are the pucks? You know, who's got the pucks? And I remember my assistant coach was like, I, I think you do that. And I was like, OK, you know, again, happy to do it, happy to do whatever I can. Just, you know, a role I didn't know that was the head coaches. But, um, you know, we've since kind of delegated that a little bit. But that was definitely a, one of those first eye openers like, OK, you are, you know, you are everything. You got to make sure everything is, is situated. That being aside, how nervous were you for your first game as head coach? I was, uh, you know, I was pretty nervous. Um, I was actually, it was a funny story. So my first game um, was against St. Anselm's up in New Hampshire against my former assistant coach at BU. So um, I guess kind of eased the pressure a little bit. Um, you know, she had a great team at the time. So you're, you're coaching against someone who has, 
you know, a even greater hockey resume than you do. Um, but also pretty special to, to coach my first game against her, but yeah, I definitely, definitely feel the pressure a little bit, but really honestly, as, as hockey people, once the puck drops, um, you know, you're, you're not thinking of anything besides the X's and O's of the game. And, um, you know, once that finer buzzer, buzzer hits, you know, you kind of breathe a little bit sigh of relief and just get ready for the next one. So you've taken over, been in there since 2014, the head coach at Newman, uh, what are some of your proudest accomplishments to this point? Um, I think just kind of the, just the awesome alumni, um, you know, group we've, we've been able to have just, um, you know, watching these girls, you know, graduate after four years and, you know, get married, have babies, you know, come back and support the program. Just um, I think similar to kind of what I mentioned about just making sure their experience was good. Right you know, for sure their experience is good when they continue to come back or write letters or, you know, for instance, I just got a wedding invitation from a former player. So honestly, those are some of my, my favorite memories and my best accomplishments. Um, you know, we've had some incredible players and, and had some, you know, records that one year we had the NCAA statistical champion in goals per game. You know, that was a pretty cool accomplishment, you know, obviously for her, but for our program. So, um, you know, we're still we're still looking for for our first championship and and kind of to make some noise nationally. But you know, hope with with the continued growth of of our program and our staff that that we'll get there. And I would guess when I ask you if I ask you the favorite part of your job, the relationships, given how you've talked in the last answer you give would be at the top. But from a kind of just the day to day grind of coaching, what is the your favorite? part of what you do is it game day is it you know the 10 minutes in the locker room before game is it practice where the kids are getting better like what would you put at the top of that list yeah no I think it's practice um you know every day I get to get up from my desk at one o'clock and head over to the rink and just immerse myself in hockey for for the next four or five hours and and be on the ice with the girls and interact and you know sometimes it's teaching sometimes it's just having fun but really during those practice times, it's a lot more hands-on, right? Game day is kind of like, Hey girls, like you mentioned, like I'm out of it, I'm done. You know, that's for you guys to kind of go do your thing. Obviously I, you know, coach, coach here and there on game day, right. And send out lines and, you know, give some feedback here and there, but um, really just those practice days where, you know, you can really interact with the girls and sort of build those relationships and also just see their skills develop. And do you ever take a, a second, to step back and we talked about kind of the explosion of girls and women's hockey, you know, last 20, 25 years, you know, we talked about being the only girl on the boys team at Interboro, part of the first recruiting class at a place like Boston university assistant as Penn state's going varsity. Like, do you ever think about the, the role that you've kind of had in moving women's hockey forward and how much if so how much pride do you take in that i mean that's that's you know definitely just a i mean as you mentioned all those things i don't think i've ever heard them in in order like that um you know i i kind of hear things you know here and there whether it be you know old penn state teammates or sorry players or you know back at bu or obviously you know walking around town and you know i'm getting a lot of congratulations for the delco hall of fame so i never really put them all in succession but um, you know, I'm, I'm super proud of those accomplishments. I think, you know, obviously there was tons of people that helped me along the way that I, you know, I wouldn't have accomplished 
any of those things if I was on my own. So just an incredible support for my family. Um, I've had the most incredible coaches, again, who really shaped the type of coach I am and really given me this kind of, you know, passion to give back to the sport. I felt like they had given me so much. Um, you know, I, I felt it sort of a responsibility to give back and to continue to help help grow the sport so, you know, younger players can have, you know, an even better experience than I did. Gina McLaughlin, this was so much fun. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate you guys having me. And that will do it for this week's episode. Want to thank Newman University head women's ice hockey coach Gina McLaughlin for being our guest this week. Now, if you like the show, if you want to help us out, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review. You can follow the show on Twitter at one on one pod. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Matt Leon 1060. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back again next week with another conversation with someone you should know more about.